0: Welcome to the BeastNet podcast, proudly presented by the Beast Obstacle Course Racers, and sponsored by GH Under's Performance Base Layers. Here we discuss all things athleticism to obstacle course racing, endurance to nutrition, our team, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Alright, uh, okay, welcome to BeastNet, guys. Uh, my name is Zane. Uh, my second time with the show here, and uh, we got. Mike on the line with us.
1: Hello, hello. Mike
0: does the uh, backbone of the BeastNet show. And we've got Adam over here. Adam, of course, fantastic guy. The key member of the Beast OCR team. And then we've got the fantastic Amber Johnston, um, who works Hola. with C R and is an elite racer with Machete. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be here today, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun.
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> well,
0: thanks for having me, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for making the time to
2: be here. Of course. I mean, I got nothing else to do with, like, five hours of daylight. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I going to do with the rest of my day? <laughs> yeah, well,
0: it's not like Barrow, where it just sets and put it back up for, like, another two months,
2: right? Oh, my God, yeah. I feel so bad for Yeah. <laughs> Oh
0: how to do it. Right. They're they are a heartier group than I. You could tell you hear the emperor. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, very pleasant personal there. <laughs> so Amber, give us uh give us the four one. So you're uh you're with Bruce You're with the Nandis Pro team. Um you're an elite mm-hmm. racer and you definitely get into those those coveted high numbers. Um Great performer, you give great racing tips. Uh, How did you get into all this?
2: Um, I kind of got into it by accident. <laughs> I was I was always an athlete growing up, uh, competitive gymnast, cheerleader, pole vaulter. Um, I pole vaulted because I didn't like to run. I still don't like to run. Everybody laughs, and I tell them that, but I, I despise running. Um, I so with pole vault, I ran you know a short distance with a big pick, and I jumped really high. That's all I had to do. It was easy. I liked it. I hurdled, hundred meter dash. Anything over 100, 110
1: hurdles was a uh, long distance to me. Um, I'm I'm, I no, I'm right there with you on that. And,
2: what
1: was that? I said I'm right there with you on that. That's why I played baseball. 90 feet at a time. Right? Yeah, you
2: were 90 feet exactly. I I, I agree. I just I couldn't catch to save my life. And yeah. The years I could catch, I couldn't hit. So yeah, I didn't really stick with that too much. Um, played tennis. But yeah, yeah. So I was always always an athlete. Um, Graduate high school or graduated college. Um, I cheered my way through college. And decided, you know, I needed to do something so I did a figure competition. And I did great. I did, I got second. Um, it was a huge learning curve for me. It was a great opportunity to, uh, you know, experience things, learn things, learn things about myself, how hard I can push. The diet was the hardest part. I love the working out. I don't mind two days, but whoo, that diet. Um, decided, you know, after my son was only, gosh, was maybe three years old, four years old at the time, trying to shove Hershey kisses in my face. And I'm crying because I can't eat them because I'm dieting for a show. And I decided, okay, that wasn't the right path. I needed to do something else to, you know, keep myself active. And um, my girlfriend was like, "Oh, let's run a half marathon." I was like, "You're crazy!" No. So about eight weeks, eight, yeah, eight weeks later, you know, we going a half marathon, <laughs> <laughs> and I hated every minute of it. <laughs> and then a few weeks after that, we did um, it's called the original mud run, and it's not like even around anymore. Um, but it was a blast. It was a 15k. There was obstacles, there was climbing, there was all this stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun, I forgot I was running. Like, I really enjoyed it. Found a few more local races, did those over the next couple of years, and then decided, um, two years ago that I was going to, um, not race me open because I was winning open. I was winning my age group. I was, you know, it wasn't a challenge. I would get so irritated being, you know, held up. And, you know, some of the, some of the obstacles, there was such a big block of people waiting. And I'm like, no, this isn't what I want. I don't want to get out here and actually see what I can do. So the next year, I decided I was going to race um, only elite, uh, which I did. Or the previous year, I take it back. I raced one elite race, and I, I got my coin. I qualified for Spartan Race World Championship. And then uh, that was in Canada, I was in Toronto, then my sister, um, so her and my son and my nephew and my brother-in-law were all there cheering me on, which is really cool. Cause it was the first time I really had had anybody in a race and I got my coin there too. Um, and then uh, that was after that year, so I decided, all right, I'm only going to do elite because obviously that's where I need to be at. And then from there, it was joining the Machete Madness pro team, um, hooking up with BroCR Media, you know, working with them. Um, I'm on Team fit Aid now as well, got some other sponsors and stuff. And it's just kind of been a, a really big uh, kind of slingshot of my way in. It was, all right, I'm doing this. I'm going all in. You know, balls to the wall. Let's, let's go.
0: That's awesome. You know, we're all about balls. It's
2: fine. I know. Yeah, right? I, I thought you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, so it's been it's been it's been an interesting year this season. Um just moving to Alaska in January. Um has been it's been rougher than I expected. I thought it'd be a little easier to you know, get flights and get back to races. Um, but I travel a lot, so I'm used to jet lag, but racing with jet lag is a different beast. It's a very different animal. Um but I didn't have to experience a whole lot when I was in Ohio. So this season was not my greatest season. I only did four races. Um Two of which were in, actually, three were in Seattle. I raced back-to-back days in April. I think it was in April and March, whatever month that was that the first race in Seattle was there. And then I raced back-to-back days there, um, raced one day in West Virginia, and then the second Seattle race, I only raced on Sunday. Because, uh, yeah, my flight got canceled on Friday night, so I didn't even make it there until Saturday uh, mid, late in the day. <laughs> um, it's a little rough, a little rough with that. But um, I'm going to take some time the next year, and I'm kind of battling an injury that's been ongoing for um, about 10 years now. We're probably going to have shoulder surgery as soon as I can get my insurance company to quit being dorks, and um, (laughs) yeah, we'll see how it goes after that.
1: (laughs) Injury is always the hardest thing to go through. That's been one of my biggest issues, is coming back from injury and not re-injuring yourself when you come back.
2: And that's that's one good thing about being so far away from racing right now. It is so hard for me to get to races that I figure this is a good time to do it because I can make – it's not going to be hard to force myself to not be racing every weekend or every other weekend because I'm lucky to hit a couple races a year being so far away. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that this will kind of be, this kind of my saving grace. That's why I finally gave in and was like, all right, I can't race a lot anyway. My shoulder's been killing me. I can't hardly do, you know, an overhead press right now. It's a good time. You know, I'm like, monkey bars are never an issue for me, but I can't even let go with my left hand and just hang from my right because my shoulder wants to dislocate. So I'm like, yeah, you know what, I think it's probably a good time. Get but it's going to force me to be able to recover the right way. But I don't do the classic, oh, you just had surgery. Great. You're already racing, you know, four months later, even though you shouldn't even be doing anything. And I'll, I'll recover the right way. and hopefully, fingers crossed, not re injure it, you know, doing something stupid. <laughs> That's my goal. I'm, I keep telling myself that. And my husband just looks at me sideways, like, uh huh, sure. Yeah. You keep telling yourself that, dear. I'll believe really it when I see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is the hard part.
0: Uh-huh. I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I think for in general, not just, you know, I think especially in something like the CrossFit area, that's really prevalent. And then it's a racing, you know, I see a lot of it in our hobby as well. Uh, Not just with surgery or just injuries in general. People not taking the time to recover, people not taking rest days, uh, not doing their their physical therapy. I mean, everyone kind of struggles with that kind of stuff. But it, it seems to be pretty prevalent in our industry, um, even to the point where you see some people kind of pointing fingers, you know, why would you, why would you rest? Why would you take it easy? And, you know, obviously, you know, we, we try to encourage our team. You know, we have people that have been injured and are on the road to recovery. We can't wait to get back out there. But we want to make sure that it's not too soon. And like what you said, four months could be perfect, but four months could be way too soon depending on what you're coming back from. You know, maybe, exactly. it's, uh, maybe it's a good thing. You've got yeah. That time, and, and that's a little bit harder right now.
2: Right. And and I think it's like like you're saying too, you know, it's in our in our hobby and sport, it's very, our season is a long season. If you compare, you know, how long you can race, you know, you can race from February till, I mean, you know, October, November, you know, there's still races going on. That's a 10 months is a long season. With so basketball, it's what, three months, maybe four months, baseball, football, they're all, you know, three, four month seasons where they're actually Competing you know, on a weekly basis, sometimes multiple games a week, but then there's an off season. There really is no quote unquote off season for obstacle course racing. And it does, it wears on our bodies and it, it breaks you down. And it's something, you know, we've got to, we, we're not kids anymore. As much as we like to, you know, get out and run through the mud and plan obstacles like our kids do, you know, at the end of the day, we you only get one body. So you got to really take care of it and listen to it and do what needs to be done. And if it means not racing and not racing back to back days, you know, I've, I've realized very quickly that I do not perform well on back to back days. And I've, i caused myself a coin multiple times because of that. Um, which was, you know, I missed, I literally last year, last season, um, I was qualifying in Chicago by one second. The girl beat me by one second. and She was the last girl to get a coin. And I just was devastated, you know. I was kicking myself because I raced the next day, or raced the previous day when I thought I wasn't going to. And after that, I kind of, you know, looked in the mirror. All right, Amber, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay attention. You can't keep up with the next guy because because this person's racing back to back day doesn't mean that your body can recover that quickly. Um, I'm a sprinter. I, you know, I like short courses. So doing a beast one day and then sprint the next, I know I'm setting myself up for failure, even though I keep doing it.
1: <laughs> it's hard not to. It's
2: learning those. <laughs> Just learning those things, you know, stopping yourself from
1: doing it. Yeah, I agree. I did. This year was actually the first year where I ever actually told myself that I was too injured to do a race. Um, I did the beast in Montana and I tore something in my pectoral muscle and in my bicep, like within the first mile. But I pushed through and finished the whole race. And then the next morning I was supposed to run the sprint and I kept telling myself, oh, I'll be fine, I'll do it. I woke up the next morning and my I had like, my right side was like a D cup and my left side was like a B. So I'm like, yeah, something's not right. I'm like, I I'm like, think I need to step back and say, you know, I don't need to race today. I mean, I don't need this sprint to get my triple trifecta. So I think I'm just going to step out. And it was the first time I actually just like looked in the mirror and said, you don't need to destroy your body for this. You know, if you're, if you're hurt, step back and just take a day. So.
2: Absolutely.
1: And, Absolutely. And, and it, it's hard. It is.
2: But we have to do
1: it. Because, <laughs> you know, I told myself I was going to go there and I was going to get a beast in a sprint in a, in a week, weekend. And it's just like, you know, like I said, I woke up and I'm just like, yeah, this isn't a good idea. I'm like, I need to step back. So it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, but. It
2: is. I mean, and a lot of it's peer pressure. You know, we say it, we tell our friends or, you know, our friends are at the race and we tell them, oh, we're going to do this. And then we turn around and don't do it and we feel for disappointing people. And at the end of the day, we're not. Um, yeah. I did a... I did was probably a year. I guess it was in two years now. So maybe I guess I've been mean, yeah. I've been running for a two, full two year, for two years, but really competing a lot three years. Um, but two years ago, I was racing um, a fifty k. Oh, I, I showed up at a fifty k to support a few friends, and I was like, oh, I'll do the one mile or the one lap fun run, which was like ten miles or something like that. Well, you know, of course, all of my friends are there, and they're like, oh, you were doing the 50K, right, right? And I was like, no, are you crazy? Absolute. That's what cars are for. Nobody needs to run that wet bar. That's crazy. And yeah. um, I slept on it, and I dreamt about it. And then the next morning, five minutes before the gun was going off, I was signing up for a 50K. I was upgrading my 10-miler to a 50K. And I still say, everybody, um, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Am I happy I completed it? Hell yeah, because, I mean, I never once thought in the world that I would ever do that. Um, I blame my husband. We were just friends at the time. We weren't even dating or anything, but I still blame him to this day. That's the only reason I did it, because he brought me there. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually wound up getting um, really injured, and I to, to this day, nobody knows what was wrong with me, but I had glue and hamstring problems for about 19, almost 20 months before Ooh. it finally wow. like would heal. Um, so it really kind of messed up my season. You know, I, I did really well, but then I looked at races like Chicago, where I missed my coin by one second, going, wow, you know, if I wouldn't have done that, maybe I would have done better here. I wouldn't have been hurt. I wouldn't have been KT taping my ass, you know? It's like, things would have been different. But there's always those what-if scenarios. I think that's what I mean, what's great about this sport, too, is we learn from that. It may take us a few times, but we may not learn the first time or even the fifth time. But eventually, we start to see the bigger picture, and it ultimately, this helps us enjoy things more. Because when we're out there doing it, we can really, you know, really just take it all in and take it for what it's worth. Knowing, you know, this is might be my only race this year. This might be one of five races versus the fifteen I did last year. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of you know, kind of that positive outlook on it too.
0: What is the uh, what's the athletic culture like? in the area of Alaska that you're at. I mean is there a lot of I, I know there's a yeah. lot of outdoorsy stuff going on in Alaska but I figure that's a lot of uh, you know, game, fish and game sort of stuff.
2: Yeah. So there's um, some in Fairbanks. I am dead center of the state, about being as far from people as you can see without being on like Barrow and stuff like that. Um, we are the second largest city. There's there's a big running commit or a big running group here. Um, actually the red, white and blue group does have a group, a chapter in Fairbanks and one in Anchorage, which is cool. They do quite a few um things during the summer. I mean, every weekend during the summer there is a five K or a ten K or a fifteen K or something going on, some kind of a race. Um so that that's really nice they have that. I did a half marathon a few weeks ago. i am probably about a maybe over a month, month and a half now. Um that was, you know, they kinda helped support and put on. So there, there's quite a bit of running but it it is harder here because uh, obviously the fishing game is great you know there's all kinds of fishing there's a lot of outdoorsiness, there's a lot of hiking but there's not necessarily so many trails um you know it's okay sure there's this great mountain go hike well there's no trail you're making your own not necessarily safe to go run that <laughs> um obviously there's a lot of issues you know with that Getting a lot, different things wildlife is uh it's a real it's a real danger up here there's um, Actually, there's a baby a baby moose and a mom living, like, the next road over from me in a housing development. People keep posting and saying, you know, hey, keep an eye out. There's, you know, calf and the mama are on the move, so if you're out and about, be careful. Um, I mean, that's just walking outside your house. So, you know, when you're out running in a, the woods, I mean, it's, you know, you got to watch out for bears and moose and wolves and, you know, things that will eat you. Um, but, you know, people put it outside and do stuff. But there's no, unfortunately, there's no OCRs anywhere near me. Um, I'm hoping to maybe change that. <laughs> uh, I want to start reaching out to some. I'm in contact with Spartan. I've kind of put a bug in there here. I'm trying to talk to some other race groups and see what I can do. We've got two years left, so if in, you know the next by the time we leave, if I can get an OCR up here, I would be, oh, my God, just so incredibly happy and excited. Um, I think there would be a great support for it here because they've brought in some color runs and things like that, and they've done phenomenally. They've done very, very well. Um, Concerning the summer, you know, everybody's looking for something to do. We have almost 24 hours of daylight. So, headlamps, flood. <laughs> we don't even need it. Um, so it's, kind of a, it's kind of an interesting, you know, dynamic with that. Um, but the community, the athletic community here is insane. You know, there is, it might be negative 20 degrees outside, but I was ice climbing in negative 15 in March. Uh, you know, people, it's freezing cold, but you're still outside. You make yourself get out there. You cross-country ski. You snowshoe. They actually, depending on if, um, depending on when my, sh- my surgery gets set, I might actually give it a shot. They're doing a, like, a 3K snowshoe race, which, people, okay. lie, I've never snowshoed ever before. I don't even know how to put them on my feet, um, but I can rent them on base. So I'm really, <laughs> I think I'm going to go rent them and run around in them and see what I can do, and then I might sign up for this race just because. It's something new. It's something to try. I'm like, that's going to be interesting. I'm probably going to kick my ass, but hey, I don't care. <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah. I can say I did it. Um, so there's a lot of different things to do up here, um, which is nice. So it's opened up a lot of different uh, different avenues and ways to train.
0: And now I just want to sign up for a couple of snowshoe races. We yeah, <laughs> actually got the, the snowshoe ultra. Let's go do that. Yeah, yeah I've I have seen a couple snowshoe like, yeah. races online. and They look pretty cool.
2: They do. It's going to be, I'll report back if I, if I get a chance to do it. Um, we already have, well, last time we measured, we had over a foot of snow on our deck. So we've already got a ton of snow. Just, it's going to warm up next week, so we're going to get more snow. So it's it's getting to hit that point where we can get out of doing it. Um, we just haven't yet, but it should be interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't like snow, so yeah, no.
2: <laughs> Neither do I. I'm a certified scuba diver. That's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, water, beaches, I love mountains, don't get me wrong, I love mountains, but I'm um, definitely more of a the, like lake and water kind of person. Yeah. Alaska is not necessarily my jam, but I'm making the most of it, trying some new things. We did yeah. dog sledding, that was interesting, that was, um, yeah, that was crazy.
1: <laughs> dog sledding, That that does sound interesting.
2: Yeah, I was like, that's on my bucket list. I'm like, yeah, we can do it. With pretty much whatever we want. My son actually wants to join. They're talking about doing like a dog sled team. So the kids actually race the dog sleds. I mean, that's a huge, uh, huge event up here for them. Um, and he wants to get involved with it. So there's a local place that's going to start a, a dog sled team. I think he's going to join it this winter. So I'm like, all right, whatever. as you're active, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's an interesting one. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, as long as kids are active, that's kind of my thought. I don't care what you're doing, as long as you're active. So
2: exactly, yeah. You're not going to sit all day, parked in front of a TV or your laptop or you know whatever. It's you, know, you need to be doing something. Um, we do a little great rock climbing gym here. There is some decent climbing. There's not a ton of options for outdoor, but our indoor gym's really good. So that's kind of been my lifesaver too. You know, getting some bouldering in, and especially to it gets too cold to be outside, that's a great way that we, you know, pay not just in the gym, because obviously, you know, especially with OCR, it's so much more than just lifting traditional weights. It's the grip strength and things like that. So um, luckily, we've got kind of a good variety with the rock climbing gym, with, you know, bouldering, and our um, on-base facilities for uh, the Army base and even the uh, Air Force Base that's only 20 minutes away North Pole. <laughs> yes, North Pole left, it is where Santa lives. I go past his house all the time. Yeah. And um, they're, they're, uh, they're gym phenomenal. They actually have like, a Ninja Warrior type setup with a bunch of holes and, like, the three ball climbing holes and all that stuff in a separate area. So I'm, like, in heaven when I go over there. But
1: <laughs> I haven't been too
2: into that lately, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> well, after the surgery, hopefully you will be.
2: Yeah, exactly. After surgery, I'll, I'll be game on. Let's go or do this. I'll be back in there I'll be like, I need a nice bath. I can't move anything.
1: <laughs> That's when you know <laughs> you've done it right.
2: Yeah, my goal is to, you know, obviously, I'm staying as accurate as I can. I, mean, I was on the incline trainer for 70 minutes this morning. Um, I'm still doing as much of my legs as I can. It's getting to where I, I can't hold too many dumbbells, even like, ledges with weight or put a bar on my back to beat my shoulder. But doing what I can. Um, the surgery is done, and I'm cleared to be able to start walking. I'll be walking, even if I set an incline again. You know, I don't care if there's anything I can do. Um I know I can't hold weights, obviously, with that hand or my other shoulder, but I can move equipment. I can put, you know, I can have somebody, you know, load up a leg press for me or a leg extension machine. So, I'll still be getting back in the gym as soon as I can to stay active and keep things, you know, keep things as close to where I can be as possible without losing my entire base. Um, I know it's a struggle, trouble, but I do have an athletic training background, so I kind of know what I can and can't do. And I was be gauging my own comfort level of this is going to hurt, it's going to suck, I'm going to be uncomfortable, um, but if anything I can do, you know, I'm going to try to do it.
1: Which is good. I mean, you know, make sure you, you don't re-injure anything and do the workouts you can while you can. I mean, that's that's exactly. awesome.
2: Yeah. I think that's key for most people. A lot of people struggle with that of, you know, oh, I'm hurt, I can't do anything. Oh, here, let me just grab that pint of ice cream. So, yeah. you're wrong, you know, I may go and grab my Halo and just enjoy because, I mean, screw it, but... It's got to be balanced. There's got to be, you know, some give and take of, all right, I can't do this, but what can I do? All right, well, that hurts, so what if I scaled it back? Or what if I tried this? Um, and it's getting creative. You know, that's what we're all about in OCR, anyways, is our creativity. And, you know, okay, I can't make it up this wall. How can I? It, no different with your workouts. Or I can't build a wall in my backyard. I mean, I wish we could, right? But how can I train for it? with another way? So. I'm just looking at this as another obstacle, and I'll overcome it. I'll take it back, just like I have everything else, and I've got to stay positive, even though my husband's so tired of hearing me complain every time he goes to the gym of how I wish I could lift.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll be there again.
2: A party pooper, but hey, it's fine. <laughs> Like, you enjoy that while well, I'm being a cardio queen right now. I'm like, uh <laughs> <But, laughs> like, yeah, five days a week. Okay.
1: Right? I'm going to have quads the size of, like,
2: you know, most people's heads.
0: It's totally okay. <laughs> yeah, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> right? Yes. Absolutely. so I've got to ask. Oh, okay. go ahead. Of. No, no, no. Zane's first. Okay. Uh, oh, I was going to go off on a different subject. Ask, <laughs> uh, cause I've got to ask, because I've read some stories, and uh, I had a good uh, several opportunities to kind of chit-chat with uh, Jacob and Bill. From Rosie yeah. Hart down in Tahoe, and from what I've heard, staying with Jacob and Bill anywhere for an event is just total freaking madness.
2: Um, oh my god! So we have shared many a room together. Um, I make them bunk together. I'm like, oh hell no, you two can't be pedal buddies. I'm so, I'm yeah, to bed <laughs> <laughs> right. everywhere myself. <we> go. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god, it's a blast. We always have a great time together. Um, it's, uh, God, so my nickname is Snacks, because on long races, I, I don't necessarily like wearing a, a vest or anything, so if it's like a super, or a super, or like a long, long super, um, or even a short beast, I would just take my, my Snacks, my, you know, my Goonies or whatever, and I'd pick them inside my sports bra, or inside my, my shorts, <laughs> because I don't like the way it was, like, it's, everything else tastes funny, I just don't like the way it fits, so they started calling me Snacks, so they decided that they were going to start waking me up. By singing to whatever song rhymed or whatever they could do, snack, snack, snacks, 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 in the most obnoxious way possible. <laughs> so now it's become kind of an ongoing joke that you know, in West Virginia, it was oh great, you know, let's um, you know, we're gonna have the room. It's just like old times. I hadn't seen them, and you know, gosh. For seven months if not longer I actually mean, and that point it was August it was, I had him almost even like nine months ten months and uh, they were so excited to be able to like sing and wake me up because they get up way earlier than I do race I'm like I don't need that much time uh, no they're, they're, they're like women they're worse they're worse than women I tell them this all the time I'm racing I don't need to look great I don't need to I need to drink some water eat a little bit of food I will sleep in the clothes I'm going to race in. I don't give a damn. I'm just going to get them dirty. No, they got to be up for like an hour and a half before they race. And I'm just like, Nope, you just leave me be and we'll be good. <laughs> cool. So yeah, they're, they're a riot. We, um we have, we have a good time. We're together. You know, we're, we're like a family. We, we take on each other, but we love each other at the end of the day. We fight like siblings. It you know, it's just, it's how it is with us. Um, We, We've all got, you know, our families, we've got our spouses, we've got, you know, some of us have kids, um, some of us have dogs, you know, those are our kids, but at the end of the day, we're we're, we're a family. You know, we look out for each other, and we always really want that for each other, and we just have a good time, <laughs> whatever that time may be, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's over-the-top excessive, um, long car rides, many hours spent in the car, airplane rides with people that don't like to fly, freaking out, trying to calm them down. It's been, we've literally probably experienced everything.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. So when are we going to call them into coming over to the, uh, the West Coast? I mean, they're, they're always Midwest, East Coast. We got to get these they guys the Northwest to to Northwest do some races.
2: I know. That's what I told them, too. I was like, hey, guys, come on now. I'm on the West Coast now. This is the only race I can go to. I did fly to West Virginia to see them, so I told them it was their turn to come to me. Um, and I do believe, um, I think at least Bill, possibly Jacob, is going to be in Seattle oh, in cool. April. Yeah. So it would be really fun if we have the whole group of us together, because obviously it doesn't happen a whole lot since I left the area um, where they're at. They're in Indianapolis. Um yeah. Indiana. So they are Midwest, but um, yeah, we're hoping to have everybody together then. So that should be really
0: fun. Yep, that's
1: awesome. That is awesome. You
0: uh, tied in with the uh, Corn Fed group
2: over there? Yeah. So um, we are, we're a part of Corn Fed, we're a part of Crazy Mudder Muckers. Um, there's a, we kind of, pretty much all the groups. We really did start though with Corn Fed and um, Crazy Mudder Muckers, that's kind of the Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia, Kentucky area um so we do a lot with those folks as well which is they're they're both awesome groups super supportive um i know corn fed they just had a huge uh rucks giving thing going on i saw ande live on her facebook um or, you know, earlier today or yesterday um you know going around handing up canned goods to pay laces and picking up extras to get to the food pantries and they're just they're such a good giving back community um it's, you know, it's awesome it's a lot like the beach; you guys do so much and. When I was moving to Alaska, I was told, "Oh, hey, check out the Beast, no in you know, in, in the Washington area and kind of Oregon like that, you know, whole like north and I guess north west corner." Um, and you know, I joined, and you guys were so welcoming and awesome. And I think that's just a common a common thread with the OCR community, um, which is which is just makes it so awesome.
1: Oh, it does. I mean, that's one thing that's great about the OCR community and the Beast and everything is. It just seems like, I mean, there's competition, but everyone helps each other.
2: Oh absolutely. You know I mean if you cross the finish line and you know you have got everybody waiting for each other. Um I've given medals to numerous friends, you know, either if I didn't race for whatever reason, I was at the finish line waiting to get pictures and give them their medal. Um, I've had uh, one of the one of the base racers, um uh we uh too. She's going to love this story. We had been following each other on social media, talking back and forth, seeing different things, like, oh, I'm going to be at the race. can't wait to meet you. And all he kept saying was just don't pass me until after mile five. Don't pass me until after mile five. And it was much later than mile five that I caught up with him. And he didn't know I was behind him, so I ran up behind him, and I slapped him on the ass, and I kept going. And (laughs) I think I threw him off a little bit. He was like, wait, what just happened? (laughs) But it was odd to me. It was like the whole we're a family, you know, and everybody supports each other, and uh, the camaraderie that you get, you know, at the end of the race, everybody's hugging and happy and excited. You may have had a bad race, the other person had a great race, and you're still so happy for them. So, I just I love the the community that we have all across OCR, no matter what team or teams
0: you're part of.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's so awesome. I mean, that's one thing that you know. It's like me. I, I I'm running a full marathon tomorrow morning, and. Uh, <laughs> oh. And it was one of those things I signed up because I told myself I'd date before my 40th birthday. I am in no way ready for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. But when I signed up, you know, I had multiple people ask me if I wanted someone to run with, you know, so I wasn't alone. And one of our teammates, Emily Ford, didn't even ask. She just signed up and said, all right, I'll be there. And, you know, just basically said she's going just to make sure I finish. That's it. So it's that's what I love about our community is just you get stuff like that it was so many people like hey do you need someone to run with you and you don't get that in other things and, and I love you
2: really it don't. yeah no you, you really you absolutely dealt with the community I will say um OCR has just been I mean I down to my husband I never thought in a million years that I would. Like, find, you know, like literally my clone of myself the male version, and I did. <laughs> um, all of our friends that, you know, when we were just hanging out and just friends and not dating because, you know, he's in the military and was moving, all of our friends that were, you know, they were corn fed, they were muckers, kind of a blended both. were like, sure, uh-huh, yeah, okay, you guys be dating in like three months. They were right. Um, but when we, it came time for us to move, uh, I mean, we had a huge runaway party with these guys. and they, People drove in from other states for New Year's Eve, for our going away party. And it was our race family. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's such an incredible, you know, people just, I mean, come out of the woodwork. And people you wouldn't even expect, you know, I mean, I have friends from, you know, racing that I never, I mean, I'd call on them for anything. Uh, we have one private group, you know, the OG Outcast. I'm doing OG's a shout out here. They're going to love this. Um, they're just incredible. You know, we we say what we want. You know, we, same thing. You know, we somebody might piss somebody else off, but hey, guess what? You know where you stand, you're going to know it. At the end of the day, we're like, all right, I got my piece out. So we're going to hug it out. And now we're good. Now let's move on. And, and you don't get that with everything. So, it's just, again, the whole family community. Everybody wants the best for one another and just supports each other. And once wants, wants to see each other, everybody kick ass and succeed and yeah. have a good time while we're doing it. <laughs> Can't forget that <laughs> Totally.
0: Well, let's take a, uh, a quick break. And then we'll come back and talk a little more about CR and the City they meant with protein. Sounds good
1: I miss you too.
0: Oh, I, I feel like I've been years. I'm yeah. so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> i was breaking, so lonely again. Those uh, breaks. I've thrown on the vinyl of Richie and now
2: uh, melting my heart. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. it's, not, it's not that kind of podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it can be whatever kind of podcast you want it to be. <laughs> Thanks
0: for tuning in to After Dark. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, we're already working on getting rid of the uh the breathing from Mike in the uh sound clips, you know, so kinda tone that down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't want the Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Well I think I figured so out what the did Darth it did what
1: did weird. that <laughs> Oh man,
0: you me.
2: That was just a fit that wasn't a beer, I promise. Like, sure. I mean, I'm
0: month. a little more disappointed now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there may or may not be vodka going in it, so hey. <laughs> hey
1: there. For
2: the record, this, you know. For the record we're all, you know, fitness nuts here. keto yeah. is by far the best like fitness alcohol drink ever. Just saying. No hangover. Great recovery. The next day, still work out. I highly recommend it. I have to remember that. But... <laughs> <laughs>
1: We know what I'm putting in my my Uh, vodka tonight. Yeah.
2: Hedrick 10 for $10 off your case. Eh, you know, okay. I'm
0: done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the weirdest way I've ever heard FitAid, like, you know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: Everybody's got to find their niche, okay? And... It's been cold, dark, and a
0: little frustrating with my shoulder, so I may or may not have been drinking a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I bought so much liquor coming home from California, it's not even funny. <laughs>
1: See, that's such a better idea. I used to be doing Guinness and Purple Gatorade, but I might have to step up. Oh, what in the world is that? <laughs> Guinness and Purple Gatorade? I'm
0: a beer drinker anyway.
1: That sounds, <laughs> that sounds horrible. I
0: feel like you should have called that the Barney or something. You
1: know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds worse in my twenties when I used to have what they called the German Death, which was Jaeger and Goldschlager. Oh,
2: that just is like a hangover in a glass.
1: Oh, it was. <laughs> it's just those CR beverages
2: gone wrong. I, just, <laughs> you- I don't know how else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, her courage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Apparently it happens laughs> when you're drinking too much, always, always. So much time for this, right? So, away from the de the de escalation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, My bad, guys. Yeah. My bad. So <laughs> we so they brought up a little bit of uh, of Rosie R. Um, Gene. For, for everyone on the phone can you tell or, or you know um listening can you tell us a little bit about about you know what is brocr what do you do and what makes it so special
2: yeah so uh brocr media or i've kind of dropped the media we still have it on our instagram it's at brocr media or you can find us on facebook with just brocr b-r-o-c-r and basically we're just a bunch of bros that like the race we travel across the country um racing. Like I said, we Bill and Jacob started it. They asked me to join two years ago. Uh, this past, I think it was like maybe two months ago. We had Zoe, Mark Montano and Leah Hensley join our group, which is fantastic. We're growing. Um, it's awesome. Jason, um, is down in four, uh, not four, he's been down in Albuquerque. Um, he hasn't been racing quite as much due to some family stuff going on, but we're excited to have him hopefully back next year. We're doing some more as well. um, but basically, yeah, we're just, we're a bunch of bros. We like to have a good time. We try to keep it light. We try to keep it funny. Um, we try to stay out of the drama. We don't like to, you know, stir the pot and cause problems. We just like to help people out. We do our, uh, our bro tip, pro I did an awesome one in Seattle for the new uh, obstacle where they put the Irish table in front of the vertical wall. Um, just things vertical like that. Vertical cargo so we, 2.0. Yeah, vertical cargo 2.0. That's the one.
1: Um, I'm too short sure uh, for that. That's tip, pro tip for that. What was that? said I'm too short for that. That oh, was yeah, my biggest problem. Pro pro I saw the pro tip, actually, no, actually, and I saw that after I tried it. So I'm going to have to try that the next time I get to it.
2: Yeah, it works. I mean, I'm sure. I'm only five, two and a half on a good day. The half count, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but I actually did the men's, um, Irish table that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I can do it five, two and a half, pretty sure anybody can do it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we like to help out. We, um, we like to give back to the community. We try to do giveaways and run specials. And, you know, when we get products from um, sponsors or our ambassadorships, anything like that, you know, we honestly, we might keep a small percentage of it. But most of it we might end up keeping and we give back. We use it for our giveaways. Um, we don't like to run this just for our own self-promotion. We genuinely just really, really care about the sport and want to see it grow and succeed. So, that's kind of what we're all about um, with CR is, you know, just giving back and having a good time with it. And, uh, you know, yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can see us at a lot of races, mostly, you know, East Coast, Midwest area is where you're going to see the two people, uh, the main people that started it. And like I said, you know, got Mark and Zoe kind of taking up the West Coast. I'll be helping them on the West Coast mainly, and then Leah is kind of, south, she's in Georgia, so she'll be covering our kind of southern region and then midwest as well, and she kind of goes all over. She just did World toughest mudder here a few weeks ago and kicked them out, so um, she had her 50 miles in. So, yeah, so expanding the team, which is exciting, and I just, you know, just kind of trying to be able to cover more races and give people more coverage and give back when we can.
0: That's awesome. I, I, uh, I've i always preferred RoCR, um, personally, and that's not just like a, you know, brown nose, anything like that. I I feel like things like OCR media, some of them, they get like you said earlier, they get involved in too much of the drama and they just, uh, I don't know. I feel like they're not as positive as they once were. And, uh, I love watching the the gross videos. You get Bill and Jacob standing out there like outside the junk wall doing the truth or dare or whatever weird stuff they got going on. uh, And shake weights and stuff. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty fantastic. I love to keep it fun. And, uh, I think Rociar is definitely down that road.
2: Oh yeah, we try, and that's a, we appreciate that. That's, that's our ultimate goal: keep it fun, keep it light. You know, Kevin done ton with the uh, dunk wall confessionals, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, which <laughs> is kind of a new piece that we started at the end of the year. But uh, funny as hell. If you
0: haven't seen it, go find it because you're gonna you're gonna laugh your ass off. <laughs> I like that the, the taste that you you have, and not just you know. Reporting events, but, but you know, you connect with real people, and you can do it. You know, you meet them where you're at, and you have fun with them. And that it just reminds me so much as to you know why I got into CR endurance, and you know, it's to have fun with cool people. And yeah. I think Zane really, really hit the nail on the head that there's a there's a lot of uh, obstacle centric outlets out there, and some of them just they're not positive, or they get so caught up that they can't laugh at themselves. And well, some of them do the most faux pas thing out there in OCRs, They get political on things or bring you know all sorts of funky stuff into it. And I think has yeah. done a great job of kind of you know buy the people for the people. And it's it's really been a pleasure. Like Dunkwall Confessionals, the first one I saw, I think I about worried about changing my pants afterwards. It was just phenomenal and hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. <laughs> it, it, it was. Great. And that's, yeah, I'm I'm ranting in circles here, but but you. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <And we'll take
2: laughs>
0: well, Everything's so candid like <laughs> too. Everything's very candid. Nothing's hidden. I uh, was it uh, was Bill uh, what like a month ago or something? Did the video where he was drunk at the bar and I was crying oh, the whole time? God. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. We've been talking about doing that piece for a while, um, and we we've we've filmed pretty much everything we film is one take. We don't do. Yeah multiple takes it's first take if there's a faux pas there's you know something happens we roll with it we had people get tackled in the middle of interviews and we just like hey all right that's just happened. cool whatever you going. it's fine um you know we fall typically meet or doing something you know i mean it's just we do crazy stuff but um we very very little of what we film is never aired um so what you guys do Or if somebody does something stupid, if whatever you know, we, we go with it. Hunter is infamous for that. Or, all right, hey, you know, we'll try to keep this one a little cleaner. And it's just you know, one thing after another. We're like, oh, that that worked. No, not at all. But you know what? We go with it. It's fine. We're real. We don't want it to be staged. We don't want it to be whatever. Um, you know, we don't want to be seen fake. You know, we are who we are. It's what we do. So there's only been a few outtakes that were a little too, a little too out of hand that we couldn't. Um, that we couldn't air just for safety people in the know we, we all race and we all do this. We also have career. but so once in a while, we got to tone it back. But, um, yeah, keep an eye out for more of the, the drinking with bro CR because I, we definitely think that's going to be a, a thing going forward because um, it was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so on yeah. the other side of the coin, you got the Machete Madness Protein. Yeah, uh,
2: my other bros.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're the bros. I'm other bros? bro
2: in here. Um, I am. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally, if you look up bro chick in the dictionary, I'm pretty sure it's just my face. It's just like, this is Amber's. Um, I seem to like always be with a lot of guys. So sorry for my husband sometimes. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know this is weird. Um, <laughs> I've always been. Um, I've always been one of the guys. But um, yeah, the Machinima Madness pro team, um. Kind of like growth, you are. Uh, of course, now we've expanded. We do have more females. I was the only female for a very long time, and with Machete Mendes Pro Team, I am also the only female on the team. Um, but I love those guys. They are like family. You know, we my first year racing, I was the only person outside of California. They were all in California. I was in Ohio. We met in New Jersey, so it was kind of funny. We met on my coast. Um, we met in New Jersey. We hung out. We just clicked instantly. Had a great time. Um, we have FaceTime meetings sometimes. We all get on FaceTime and kind of congregate and talk about what's going on and just catch up so we can see each other. I've flown to see them a few times at races. I plan on doing more of that once I'm field and can race again, like, the end of next year and the following year while I'm killing, uh, you know, for, uh, Alaska and everything. Um, but they're great. I mean, Victor does a fantastic job at the events that he puts on. And everybody, you know, Mark and – Eve and franco um probably, I, mean, I know i'm gonna forget people andrew and um ryan who a pretty new um joiner on the team um anyway I, I hope i didn't miss anybody if i did i'm so sorry guys yeah, just know i love you but um they're awesome it's just a great group of honest good inspirational people um i look up to these guys you know a lot of us have um we've got kids, we've got families, we have jobs outside of racing, you know, we're not just elite racers, you know, we do have full-time jobs, some of us more than one, you know, some people are working second jobs and still taking care of their families, um, and to see how hard everybody just trains and pushes each other, and, you know, we laugh and joke, it's the very same thing like you are in first you know, we're, when we're together, you know, we stay together enough. Condo or a cabin in Tahoe two years ago, or was last year. It was last year, and um, oh my god, we just had so much fun. You know, we had bunk beds. I think we had like two bunk beds, like two trundle beds. We had like ten people in one room, or one, two, three, four. We had a couple that was staying in there with us too. I mean, it was just a blast, and it was like a sleepover as a kid. And here we are, a you know, thirty-something-year-old adults just like living it up like you know we're twelve again um so you know it was just it was it was a blast i mean it was you know getting out of bed trying not to step on people and just you know all we made sure we had team dinners and we ate together and you know like i said team meetings and everybody just supports each other and we're always uh, always talking on our on our uh, our chat that we have on whatsapp and um you know we keep in touch if somebody podiums if somebody races or has a good job you know we're hey you know first thing in the morning um, i'm behind everybody so i don't want to wake up later and i'm like hey Good luck, and how'd you do? Because you're probably already done. Because I'm just waking up because <laughs> of the time difference. Sure. But um, you know, we we check in with each other. We make sure you know how whoever's injury. Are you doing okay? Are you good? Or if there's family stuff going on, you know, what do you need from us? What can we do? So we're all there to support each other, and and not just support anyone else. You know, um, there's a Machete Madness group um, on Facebook as well that. You, know, you get people on there all the time, you know, I need fitness tips or I need this or I've got an injury. How can I work around it? And, you know, we all jump together and team up to give them advice and answer the questions or they private message us because they just, they feel like they can come to us and know that we're going to give them the time of day, basically. Um, not everybody does that, you know, and we try to stay true to ourselves and our character. Um, I think it says a lot about the team in general, um, that there's a huge got everybody's character together and it's just such a great group of people that genuinely care and look out for everyone um whether they've met you before or not even if it's just that i know you through social media you know if you have a question and reach out to one of us you're going to get a response we're not just going to let it sit in our inbox for months and never respond um unless it's a creepy message and maybe it might take a little while <laughs> I'll be clear on that but if it's a legitimate you know Hey, I've got this question. How can I train for this? Or, you know, I saw that you did this. I, my pro tip project, you know, the last one I did. Um, I know I haven't been able to do a lot this year for bro CR, but um, it was tons of questions. You know, oh my gosh, that was great. How did you actually do it? What can you give me any more tips? How can I strengthen to do that? Send those messages to us. You know, we want to hear that. We love helping out and giving back because at the end of the day, that's what we're all about with machete madness. Um, yes, we're a pro team, but we are, we, we're pro because we just want to be good role models. It's not all about, you know, sponsors and glory and money and, you know, podiums and things like that. Don't get me wrong. That's all great fun and dandy, too. We like it when that happens. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's not ultimately
0: what we're all about. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. Um, I just submitted my proposal to our sponsor for our Be Elite team. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you just said in the sense where it, it's a pro team, but it's really about... Role models. It's really about helping people get connected and overcoming their barriers to get to the next level. Yeah. Um, And and I think that's really the direction we want to take that for 2018. Um, Thanks for doing what you do. That's that's really special. I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: We just like to help out. I mean, it's you know, I was a single mom for a long time, so when I was able to. Advanced my you know graduated from college um, with an infant, or, you know, with a I had mean, I my my freshman year of college. I was able to graduate in four years, get a job, move out of the town I was in to a bigger city. And eventually, became a VP at a, a world second largest bank. Um, you know, I kind of took it upon myself as a I need to show other people, other other single parents that are you know single moms, dads, whatever, uh, you can do it. You know, if you've got something that you want to do, and i still, I kind of still with my son and my stepson too, and if you have a goal, if you have a dream, if you have something that you want to do, nothing is stopping you. The only person stopping you is you. If you want something bad enough, you're going to make it happen. And, um, you know, I've had people in the past that, you know, thought I was cocky. They thought I was kind of bitchy. They thought I was, you know, conceited. And I'm like, not nah, hopefully, I, I like to think I'm the farthest thing from conceited um, and cocky. I try not to be jokingly. I will be cocky occasionally. And if you overhear me, I'm probably kidding. <laughs> I'm really not. But, T, absolutely. I will tell you straight how it is. I don't sugarcoat. I don't, um, yeah, I don't fluff things. If I think you're doing something stupid, you're going to know it, especially if we're close. <laughs> but, you know, I think there needs need to be more people like that to give these, you know, especially this next generation. They, there's too much of that going on. There's too much cobbling. There's too much of a, oh, no, it's okay. It's, no, sometimes it's not okay. And that's just life. Um so that's kind of how um, me personally I try to be is just very, you know, what you see is what you get. You're going to get the real me. You may not always like it. You may not always agree with it, but hey, you know what? I'm okay with that. And we can still be friends at the end of the day because of it, as long as you're okay with it. Um, so I think it's just a lot of that. It's a lot of more people need to be real and true to themselves and kind of show that and be vulnerable. Um, too many people are afraid to be vulnerable. So I putting ourselves out there and you know, allowing people to contact us and helping and giving back. Like to me that's the sponsors and ambassadorships are great, but I do it so that I can help more people and reach more people.
0: Exactly.
2: Sorry, I was taking a drink of fit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've
2: had a sore throat for day and I'm like, Oh god, I man half the time
0: Was it like a hot potty fit in?
2: Oh, I wish. I'm out of whiskey.
1: this is going to be the new thing we're going to have like you know different ways to like make fit aid into an alcoholic drink (laughs) right the new fit (laughs) aid alcohol cookbook September 17th or 16th
0: let's do this yes
2: I I I was trying to find a uh, decent flight to get down there for the party for the Christmas party but I wasn't able to find anything I was so bummed (laughs) no It's heavy to memory. we go to FaceTime?y There we go. I'll just FaceTime and drink a few days vodka. All. Just like hanging out in the party area. Would
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> be cheaper to do like a cardboard cutout. We just have you there
2: in the corner. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, life size one would not even be that expensive. I mean, I'm kind of a tiny person. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I can pick on my vertically challenge. though. I'm gonna. It. Yeah. At this point in life, I'm like, you know what? I'm 31. I'm short. I know I am. It's fine. Character. Yeah! <laughs> of course, once I jack my teeth up, everyone's gonna be like, wait a minute. It's a huge teeth, but you're this little person. Yes, I am. <laughs> Just because <laughs> people are gonna go, what? How do you get in there? Watch. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, hanging out with
0: us. I think we covered a, mi- a million really cool topics. I oh, think we so
2: did. did. Yeah, we learned some.
1: Yeah, it was fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I promise it'd be fun, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I You have to go
1: get me some well, fit and vodka. I
2: love yeah, now you've got some new tricks. Seriously, fillet and vodka. T- but Cheetos. This my, it's gotta be Cheetos. <laughs>
1: gotta
2: be Cheetos. <laughs> gotta be Cheetos. That is my go-to. <laughs> yeah, none of that platinum
0: stuff. That stuff doesn't work. Yeah, no, no. <laughs>
2: i appreciate it so much um anytime and like i said you know if anybody's got training questions injury prevention questions injury recovery questions or just questions about whatever just um text me call me find me on facebook amber johnson i'm on instagram as a johnson ocr um, i'm always happy to help out any way i can and if i don't know the answer i probably know somebody that does so seriously reach out i'm always uh, a message away um, and if I don't get back to you right away, I promise I will. Or just might be in my inbox that I can't see. So make sure you, you add me so I can see your message. And then, uh, yeah, I'll get back to you and I'll help anyway I can. I love doing it. And while I can't race, I got to be involved some way. So such <laughs> a great way for me to stay involved.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Sarah and Amber. Zane, Mike, any closing thoughts, questions?
1: Um, no, no. I've... I think we
0: covered uh, everything from A to Z. I
1: think we did. <laughs> That's
0: going to be the new saying, A to Z. A to Z. Yep. <laughs> Adam Dizier. All right, pretty much. Yeah. Let's
1: go. All right. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, thank you so much, guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Bye. All
1: right. Thank you, Amber. Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast, brought to you by the Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Like us? Great. Join us at Facebook or beastocr.com and.